0: Again, it's just, little, it's definitely greasy, high yeah. in sodium for sure. So, in totality, if you look at it, it's not the most healthy. It yeah. tastes fucking amazing. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but until you're looking at it for yeah. your health, yeah, you can't have this shit all the time.
1: And then also, one that I found when I was, uh, when I had the opportunity to travel and eat all over the world, the food that we're distinguishing as. Asian or Japanese food in Western culture is not Japanese they don't food eat that in there. Japan and just like Chinese food, they don't eat, they don't eat no chicken balls over there. They don't in China. eat chicken balls. I mean, I know. None I mean, of they that. made that for over here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. they that for over And here. same with the Caribbean food, the the freshness of the vegetables and the fruits and stuff like that that they're using in Jamaica is not the same here. So it's okay. not having the effect the same effect and putting on the weight as it is in Western culture. Absolutely. That's why people are like, I'm gonna eat like I used to eat back home. That's fine but you're not using the same yeah, spices. Yeah, not so, back home. The yeah. resources back yeah. home be the same here. Exactly. So it might look the same, might yeah. taste kind of the
0: same, but the, the, it's, it's not going kind have of the different. same Completely ramifications <laughs> on you. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, for sure. More <laughs> <All> reps. <right. laughs> yes, yes, welcome back, welcome back. More reps, we are here. This is episode six. We are your hosts, I'm Chadwick Brown. And I'm Kabana Beckles. And once again, we're here. Got some uh, nice topics for you. As you can see, set up back here in the clinic. Um, How you feeling anyway, bro? Everything good? Yeah, I feel good, man. Just uh,
1: going through the grind here of uh, Holiday season, just trying yep. to get everything wrapped up and all the gifts bought. Yeah, Kim, it's a, Kim, it's busy time. It's a week away. Yeah, That's exactly. insane this yeah. year, No snow 20. yet, but.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> it's been more wet, but yeah. I mean, it is yeah. what it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For sure. All right, so topic we're going to get into right now is the pros and cons of bulking or staying lean throughout the winter months. Um, so I can speak for myself right now. I'm actually in a cut right now. Okay. Um, so one of the pros I believe in that is because once it gets close to summertime, we really want to yeah. show what you've been working on. Yeah, you're kind of ahead of the curve already. Yeah, so uh, getting a head start on it, trying to see how I'm, I'm reacting to my uh, macros changing. Yep. Um, one of the cons <laughs> is. I'm cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm normally a really warm-blooded person, but mm-hmm. now I've, get, I'm, I've dropped 16 pounds in the last two months, mm-hmm. and I legit, my hands are cold, my body is way colder than normal, mm. so that's definitely a con, I guess, for being mm. more leaner and, during this time of year. Um, with bulking now, a pro I can see during the winter months is that you're not, you have to really reveal what's going on, so even if you're putting on a little bit extra fluff mm-hmm. and weight with, with with your bulk, you have to really show it much because you're more mm-hmm. covered up because of winter time. Um, What are your thoughts? What do you got?
1: Over the winter months, I typically would bulk. But then as I'm getting older and busier with the family and that kind of lifestyle, I just found that my cutting just is taking so much longer. Mm. So I was usually doing my summer cut maybe three to four months out, where now I feel it needs to be like six months. So now my regimen is through the winter, I'm staying fairly lean, maintaining what's going on, and then starting again that cut, maybe three to four months, but I'll be at a better position because I'm not having that extra bulk, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly.
0: Same thing I was touching on there, too. You kind of yeah. get ahead of the head start of it. Exactly. Because, exactly, yeah. so it, it's, it definitely takes longer with us being a little older. Yeah. Um, so why not jump on it a lot quicker? the same thing, I, when winter time came, so it was like bear mode, hibernation yeah. mode. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. eat, 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 yeah. lift, 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 put on yeah. enough size, and then try to do a quick bulk before the yeah. summer hits, but it definitely takes longer. Get ahead of it right now, exactly. you know what I mean? and yeah. um. I me mean, why not <laughs> yeah
1: because i think a lot of times people use an excuse of the holiday season to jump start their bulking so i would <laughs> true, true, that. i would not eat the best during like november december and then just say you know what let me just take that bulk a little bit further and then start my cut maybe uh february march and it just yeah. it's not it's not ideal right now for me definitely not yeah. ideal definitely
0: yeah. not. so your preference during the winter months nowadays would be
1: Ma- maintenance uh, and keep on keep okay. a little bit extra weight, but just maintenance more so, and then start my bulk at a better uh, a better baseline than than previous years. Absolutely, yeah. I agree
0: with that. Yeah. I'm the exactly with you there for sure. sure. Absolutely, cutting more in the winter time, and then uh, be nice and ready for summertime. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Alrighty, so that's the end of set one. We're going to get into set number two right now. Mm-hmm. Alright, alright. Set number two, we're going to be talking about the misconceptions of women resistance training or weight training. This one can be controversial,
1: but what are your views on this? I know one of the things that my female clients first ask is, I don't want, or one of their um, problematic areas is, I don't want to be bulky like a bodybuilder. Yep. And then my response always is, the style of training that you're going to do and the supplements that you're on, you're never going to look like that. Never. Because the, the people that do look big and bulky, that's their pretty much their profession and their full-time job to yeah. get to that. Their goal, uh, yeah. Yeah, that physique that they have. So the amount that you're going to be lifting and your nutritional plan is not going to make you look like that. Yeah, it's next impossible for yeah. sure. Yeah. I hear that same thing too with a lot of women. Like, I even had a conversation
0: with my daughter last night because she's trying to lose some weight. And um, she's like, If I eat a lot of protein, am I gonna get muscular? I'm just like there's no way. No, no, it <laughs> unless happen. you're lifting light for that goal yeah. and you're and you're fueling those workouts for that goal, you will mm-hmm. never look like that. So a lot mm-hmm. of women think I just touch a weight, they're gonna get jacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, so the body's gonna respond to whatever stimulus you give it, so unless you're training that way, you're never gonna really get in that lane. So yes. for the women that, that do get in that lane, they're obviously training to to get to that, that goal. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're lifting heavier, they're eating yeah. higher proteins yeah. and more frequently and whatnot. Another mm-hmm. um, mis- misconception that I always hear about women is um, they're they, they saying lifting weights that don't look like a man. Yes. And it's like, for starters, not every man is jacked. Yeah, exactly. So it's the same to look like a man, you know what I mean? Like, not mm-hmm. every guy's walking around looking like that. The, body, the human body, whether it's male or female, is going to respond to the stimulus and and fuel for that that stimulus mm-hmm. ap- appropriately, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So again, unless you're not chasing that, you're never gonna look like that.
1: Yeah, and you have to also uh, imagine and think that those ladies have been lifting for 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to do something that's very short-term for a short-term goal where these ladies that are looking a little bit muscular and carrying more muscle, yeah. they've been lifting. It's a lifestyle for them and they've been doing it over a longer period of time. Absolutely, So They're it seasoned. took them that long to get, yes, exactly, seasoned veteran, it took them that long to get to that point. So you saying, hey, I want to lift weights for the next six months, it's not going to turn you into it, that. It's
0: impossible. It makes impossible. Yeah. So they, have, they have to erase that out of their mind. Yeah. You can still eat your protein. Exactly. Um, women can take creatine. A lot of women think, that, oh, can I take creatine? Will I, will I get jacked? Mm-hmm. No, you won't. You might retain more water, water in your muscle. Yeah. So, you know, it it'll, it'll, might might pop out a bit more, but you're not going to make you more jacked. You're not going to look like Arnold. Yeah. If you take creatine and lift weights. So women, for you can sure. definitely do for that sure. for sure without any fears.
1: Yeah. And then also, I, I think a misconception is, not knowing or having the knowledge around knowing that the more muscle that you retain and that you can keep on your body, the higher your metabolism is going to be and the more calories you're going to burn. Thus, you're going to burn more fat. Yeah, exactly. 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 So
0: that's definitely a side effect of it. So that's why I'm, I'm a big proponent of letting women know lift weights. Weight training. If, yeah. if you're trying to lose fat, exactly, there's nothing wrong with adding a little bit of muscle and then losing the fat. Yeah, and, in essence, you're going to look more curvier if you have a little more muscle on your body, mm-hmm. than if you have more fat. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Women, you can definitely lift weights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't have to worry about turning into Mrs. Miss Olympia or nothing. Yeah. you know, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, anything else you got to add to that? Uh,
1: one other thing too with the the weightlifting is it's very difficult when we have clients. I know I've encountered it myself it, when the clients are like. Hey, I want my biceps bigger, but I want to lose fat in my tricep. And I'm like, <laughs> I understand that, and I can appreciate that. But yeah. we're going to do a kind of a whole body fat reduction, absolutely, and muscle replacement by uh, kind of transformation, because I can't just target one specific area on your body and tell you you're going to lose fat in that area. Impossible. One nah, of the biggest yeah.
0: myth, spot re, spot reduction. Yeah, fat reduction is is a big myth. Yep. you know what I mean. You can body recomp like you were saying. Yep. You, you can lose fat and build muscle. Yep. And, and, and a lot of women, they get caught up in the weight on the number, the weight yes. on the scale. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and that doesn't really show much because you can be losing fat and gaining muscle at the same time, and that number yeah. will stay the same. Yeah. I mean, There's all about how, you, how you're how you looking. Do you look differently? Mm-hmm. Are you clothes fitting you differently? You yeah. look back at old pictures, do you see a difference? Exactly. So those are bigger, determining factors of your progress yeah. than the the number on the scale. Yeah. So that's another misconception that always worry about the number for sure.
1: And like you were saying, to touch on that too, because that number on the scale is very impactful for some people, I would recommend not so much looking at that scale daily, mm. weekly, maybe once a month, just to see kind of where your number's at. But yeah. the biggest judgment would be how your clothes are feeling yep. and fitting, and yep. then how you're feeling also when you look in the mirror. Do Absolutely. you see a change? Exactly. Because a lot of times, the weight shifts around. We're putting on muscle, which is going to weigh a little bit more than fat. At the end of the day, you're right. And then the clothes are going to be fitting differently, but the scale might actually increase. Exactly. And that's not a, a direct indicator of, hey, I'm not doing enough work. Exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah, so don't put so much weight into the weight, for lack of better Exactly, words, you know yeah. I mean? Absolutely,
1: for sure. Absolutely. Yes, sir. That's
0: the end of set two. We're about to get into the third set right now. <laughs> All right, set number three. We're going to be talking about working out at a public gym versus a boutique or private gym. And why? Um, literally yesterday, my wife and I, we went to uh, Fit for Less. Yep. Um, we actually went to one a few weeks ago when we went away to Niagara Falls. And that was our first time working out in a public gym mm-hmm. in like over a year. Because we've been working out here at, at United yeah. Wellness. And um, it's just such a weird vibe.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I feel like everybody was staring at me. I was waiting for machines. Um, it, just, it, just, it just didn't feel like I belonged.
1: Yeah. You know yeah. what I
0: mean? Like it, as weird as it sounds. Like, like I feel at home at any gym. But yeah. in a more public gym like that, it just felt weird. I feel like an outcast. Where here, the more private public gym, it's more intimate, it's more... um, It feels more like a family setting here, too, because, like, everyone here, it's a good vibe. You know, no one's judging you Mm -hmm. if you're grunting. No one's judging you if you're lifting lower weights than Mm -hmm. someone else, you know? Um, Where there's a lot of ego lifting going on in public gyms. Mm -hmm. Um, The cleanliness of the gym was, like unreal it was like disgusting <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so the, yeah. and you're watching people sweating all over machines and stuff and they're not wiping it down mm-hmm. um so me my preference now at one point i did actually like the big box gyms mm-hmm. just because they might have more bigger variety of equipment and whatnot yeah. but at the end of the day it's not it's that's everything that you can do there can be done in a smaller gym yeah. just with a little bit you can improvise a bit by using mm-hmm. more cable stuff yeah. as opposed to a specific machine so my preference now is definitely more smaller boutique private gym
1: yeah i i uh lean towards your uh your response to because I feel that a boutique gym sometimes you might pay a little bit more for a smaller boutique gym mm-hmm. but like you said you're going to pay for your membership the accessibility but also some of the amenities that come with it so that you know that it's getting clean you know that someone's up keeping on all the equipment there's no maintenance going on yes, too sir. much and if something <clears throat> does break down it's getting fixed within a week yeah uh, you're not worried about bumping into too many people because the the <laughs> memberships are limited that part and just a community feel like you said Sometimes we have clients here that uh, on a Sunday, like it's quiet today, they might bring their child in and they're watching their child. So it's good in that sense where you see regular faces. You Mm -hmm. know the people that are lifting around you. You can pose a question, ask for a spot rather than seeing a stranger all the time and not knowing how that stranger is going to react. How they're going to react to you. Exactly,
0: exactly. Definitely good points there for sure. Um, Another good benefit about having a smaller gym is that you know that – at the end of the day, like kind of to, to, to like piggyback on what you're saying, someone's always going to kind of be there to um, to help you yes. or guide you, yeah. um, whether it be a personal trainer or yeah. another seasoned lifting, lifter mm-hmm. that's here. They, you can mm-hmm. ask them for a little bit of help. Like, hey, yeah. I don't understand how to uh, get good form for this. Can you yeah. teach me? Or I see you doing that. How do you do that? Yeah. And just zero ego. Yeah. Where where literally everyone there. Everyone got headphones on. Exactly. Everyone's just walking around like this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> yeah. like, what are we yeah. doing here, you yeah. know? So, yeah, it might be bigger. got better equipment. Um, the one we went to, they had um, so the, the tanning booth and the massage. And that's all fine and dandy. Yep. But, again, those are extra bells and whistles, and whistles that's going to be covering up all the other bullshit that goes on at those kind of gyms. Yeah. You know what I mean? So.
1: And I've always felt that I got a better workout that's more focused in a boutique or a smaller private gym just because the the amount of distractions at a global gym. That part. So sometimes the distraction can be used as motivation, but oftentimes it is a distraction and sometimes you might find yourself sitting um, two, three, four minutes in between your sets because your eyes are just wandering around looking yeah. at what people are doing, people watching, asking yeah. <laughs> yourself why this person is lifting that way. And just, just a bunch of nonsense. That's like, actually go a
0: good point too because yeah. I, I was doing that a lot there too and I'm thinking to myself, why am I even watching what this person is doing? Yeah. Why not, how am I not it on myself? But it's kind yeah. of hard when it's right in your face and exactly. doing like partial reps for the whole set and just like, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't mind at all. It's just yeah. like, I'm, I shouldn't be paying attention, doing yeah. my own thing, but it's so in your face, it's so blatant, yeah. you can't yeah. help to do that. So it's kind of hard to stay focused yeah. in, the, in the moment. We're here, yeah. that never happens,
1: for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly.
0: No doubt. Yep, so that's our views on it. You can also hit us up on our email and let us know what you guys think about this topic in particular, or also in the comments. So that's the end of set three. We're going to be getting into set number four, the supersets. Let's go. All right, set number four, the supersets. This we have two different topics, and we go back and forth, pick which one we like, and explain why we chose that one. All right, okay. so first one I got from a man here. We're gonna start with some exercise stuff, some hamstring work. Okay. Would you rather do RDLs or mm. a leg curl?
1: Uh, I like I like RDL or I prefer and lean more towards RDL. Just again. That weight pulling me down through my hands, I just feel like I get a bit bigger and better contraction um, when I'm doing that deadlift okay. rather than a leg curl seated. For sure. Because sometimes, and for me personally, when I'm doing seated leg curls, because I'm a taller lifter, getting a machine that can accommodate the length of my limbs is very difficult. Mm-hmm. So I can't get that proper angle to hit it properly. Yep. Where RDL, I control the weight and the tempo and the length. That part. Yeah. Good yeah. points. Good points. Me,
0: myself, I prefer the leg curl. Yeah. because um, I find that, you know, it RDL, it's it's you have to have the form down perfect to a team mm-hmm. without something else taking over, or you having bad form. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to my clients, a lot, it's kind of hard for them to, to understand the whole motion of the hinging at the hips. Yes. Without having their shoulders rolling forward. Yep. Without them. Um, extending at the top and messing with the lower back. Mm-hmm. So it's an easier move to teach. It's only foolproof to do a leg curl on a machine or even if you're laying on the ground and have a dumbbell between your feet and doing a leg curl. Mm-hmm. And I just find I, I get a deeper part of the hamstring because it inserts underneath your glute. Yep. So I find with the leg curl I'm able to actually swing deeper okay. to be able to hit that upper part of, of the hamstring that's under the glute. Um, as opposed to with, with the RDL. But that's my preference. RDLs are good. I do do them. Yeah. But if I had a choice between one of the two, I'd probably pick the leg curl.
1: Okay. All right. One back at you. So we'll go to a little bit of fashion. When you're styling yourself, do you prefer neutral colors or would you prefer more vibrant colors?
0: Hmm. <laughs> I didn't expect you to go with this lane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So it comes in waves for me. Um, okay. More times, I like vibrant. Mm-hmm. I like kind of... It popping and it kind of contrasting my skin color mm-hmm. as opposed to neutral. Um, I guess it all depends where I'm going at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the pretty preference I like the more vibrant colors. Um, growing up, I had a lot of my older brother's hand me down okay. shit. And so my wardrobe was a mess. Like I mm-hmm. had to mix match everything. I had yeah. no flow to it. So as I got older and I was able to purchase my own clothes and dress myself, okay. I definitely wanted things more matchy matchy. So I find it easier to get a more vibrant color to match with than just a, a regular neutral thing. Okay. So overall, I'd probably have to say more vibrant colors. Okay. Uh, myself,
1: I think if I'm in a, in a gym or fitness setting, I would prefer more neutral colors. Okay. I think any other part of my life, I would prefer more vibrant, especially in the summer months, more vibrant. Definitely, definitely yeah. in the summer months, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. No doubt. Um, some basketball stuff. Okay. We're
0: talking about dunkers. Okay. <laughs> Dominic Wilkins, Vince Carter.
1: That's a
0: tough one. It is. <laughs> That's super,
1: tough. It's super uh, tough. Both insane in-game dunkers. Yes. Vince was more finesse, where I feel Dominique was just sheer brute force and power. With the windmills. Yeah, so i that's a tough one. It's a top up, that's a toss-up for me. It's 50-50. I, I, you go either way? If I had to go with one person, I would say Vince, because he revolutionized Canadian basketball. That part. And inspired me a lot on my basketball journey, just seeing him um, when I was very young. Okay. So I would lean towards, more towards uh, Vince Carter. For sure, yeah. for sure.
0: It's definitely a hard one because, like you said, they're both amazing in-game dunkers. That's a big point too. Like yeah. actually in-game pulling yeah. off crazy dunks. Yeah. But if we're just if we if they're kind of both even there, and we're taking it out to the dunk contest, mm-hmm. that 2,000 dunk contest oh, yeah. with yeah. Vince and yeah. McGrady was in at the same yeah. time. The things he was doing, bro. Yeah. Like I had to go when I when I looked at, when I thought of this one here to post, I had to go on YouTube to watch that again. Yeah. And he was doing some things that, like, I've never seen before. When he did the against the grain oh, yeah, 360, the
1: 360,
0: windmill? Yeah. like, that alone, it didn't get that, a crazy reaction like some of the other ones, but mm-hmm. that one alone, the difficulty to go against the grain yeah. Yeah. was nuts. Yeah, um, And then, the, the, of course, the Canadian factory played for yeah. Toronto. That, that, that weighs a lot for me, too. So I'd have to say for myself, Vince, for sure.
1: Nice, nice. Uh, one back at you. We'll go present day right now. Do you feel more limited? We'll, we'll base it on uh, fitness. Do you feel more limited or limitless where you can take your physique? Hmm.
0: i felt both as of recently. Okay. Where I'm at right now, I feel limitless. Nice. Because I was in a plateau for maybe four or five months where I felt like, I just, I'm like, this is what it is. Mm. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm yeah. gonna hit my ceiling. I'm not gonna be able to progress at all. Mm-hmm. And do I gotta maintain this? Yeah. And then just with a slight change in my diet and um nutrition and then my training style i've exploded right through that 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 that's one else and now i feel like there's nothing that i can't do with with my physique i've really learned how to kind of like instead of just training a body part to get it bigger training a certain part of that body part Mm -hmm. to get it more defined some more Mm -hmm. fine tuning as opposed to just like all on bulking or putting on sides whatever so i've definitely learned more than that so i feel like the limits are there's zero limit right now yeah I,
1: i feel the same way I uh, actually had an opportunity to go see Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, yesterday morning with my nice, son. Nice. And just seeing some of the fighting scenes, I'm kind of thinking like I need to change my style up. Okay. Because I feel I'm just not tapping into uh, enough of the resources that my body is capable of. Okay. So I would say I'm more limitless because I have to go a different route now with the kind of training I want to do. More calisthenics, more pull-ups, just controlling my body in very dynamic Positions yeah. rather than so much uh, bodybuilding that I've been doing. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. The, the Black Panther inspired that. Yeah, yeah. It was a good movie anyway. I <laughs>
1: yeah, seen it, it was pretty good. It pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they did a little spin because what I was saying yesterday was I wonder what the original script was before Chadwick passed away. Yes. And then how they switched it to accommodate him not being he there, not being obviously. There no yeah. yeah, yeah. But well, they paid homage very, very well at the beginning and at the end. Good. And I think they did a good spin. It was very uh, female focused, which was good. Good. And a lot of new young uh, black female actresses were in it. Awesome. just You know they're going to come up and be uh, uh, integral parts of the next series and some other opportunities for it's them, so too. Yeah. Without
0: spoiling too much, was he in it at all? He was not. At, at all, all. No. So no. But his spirit,
1: his spirit resonated throughout the whole movie. You can though. feel him. Yes. Yeah, okay. for sure. Dope. For sure. Dope, dope. I got to check that
0: out myself. For sure. All right, next Super set I got towards you on some movie type thing right now. We're going about some Spike Lee joints. Mm-hmm. Do the right thing, or he got game?
1: I'll say he got game right away. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you're yeah. you, you yeah. jump right towards Yeah, he, he got game was, uh, that was a big-time movie, just to see the, the level of actors that were in it that he got. And yeah. Ray Allen, and Ray Allen, was, Allen. Was, was one of my favorite basketball players back then when he was on the Bucks, ah. uh, Or actually, he was probably on the Supersonics back then. Okay. Um, yeah, high-level player. Just to see kind of the dynamic of what school would Look like if you went to a university, if you're a high profile player, mm. kind of the booster stepping in, kind of the way schools I'm not going to go too deep into it. The way schools <laughs> persuade you with different things, yeah, to I try to uh, get you to come to that school. Got it, yeah. got it. Yeah.
0: Ray Allen actually did a great job acting, he did considering he's never not an actor, he's acting, yeah. he did pretty yeah. young well, you know what I mean, alongside Denzel. Myself, I don't see do the right thing, mm. it's just more. More riveting to me because the whole racial thing that yes uh, um that happened with it. Yeah. it put things in perspective at the time. I was really young when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I and I watched it maybe a few years after when I was a mm-hmm. little bit older and um it just a lot of it resonated with me. Um, nice. a lot of um like, it got me mad. A lot of parts in that well, movie got you know. me mad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the level of racism in it, but uh, it, the acting, it was it was ahead of, it, ahead of its time, I believe. For sure, for sure. And it was crazy, a lot of things that happened in that are still present in today's yes, society. Yes, How yeah. many decades later, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Um. So I didn't say do the right thing for myself.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, one back at you, another kind of uh, life focus question. Do you feel daily that you need inspiration, or do you feel that you're giving out inspiration? Wow, that's a really good one. I think
0: I, think I need more inspiration daily okay. nowadays. Um, just because I have so much things going on in my life, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to some, sometimes focus in on what I got to do, and I sometimes look outside of myself for inspiration in order to get these things done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where I do feel there are, there are periods of time where I feel like I'm, I'm able to give more inspiration okay. to people. But... Um, just with the way my life is these days, it's just, yeah. it, it's so hard to stay in the moment a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I gotta really focus, and I usually look outside myself for inspiration, whether it be from my wife, and my kids, mm-hmm. from my job, from an uh, influencer, from my friends, or whatever. Yep. Um, I'm always looking towards that. There's nothing wrong with that either, you know what I mean? No, not at it all. takes to get you keep you yeah. grounded and, yeah. and, and, and inspired throughout the day.
1: Yeah, I feel that I gather a little bit of uh, inspiration from, like you said, motivational videos, or reading a good book, or listening to a good audio book. But I feel currently what I'm part of my dynamic and makeup right now, current day, is trying to inspire others to do something that they might have not seen in themselves or just have them open their mind to think outside the box a little bit of something they're trying to accomplish. I like that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that
0: for sure. Um, Next one for you. um, We're talking music. Yep. Drake or Kanye? And we're not talking about... As individuals, or just music.
1: Music just, overall? Just,
0: just their discographies.
1: Just dis- uh, discographies. I would lean more towards Drake. Okay. Uh, I just I just appreciate his cadence, his vibe, his delivery, and that at most of the time, it's not too much in your face. Okay. Uh, he's that. very humble with his delivery, yep. I feel, a lot of times. Okay. He doesn't have too much beef. He doesn't need, I feel sometimes, he he doesn't need to be the center of attention all the time. Kind of like current day Kanye. If a lot of stuff, let's say, let's rewind five years ago, all of this from five years ago to now Kanye didn't happen, I would probably lean more towards Kanye, but I can't discount all the stuff that's going on with him right now and I think it's highly affected his legendary status as a musician Mm -hmm. and it's overshadowing that um, with all of his political stuff. And you I'm not trying to, I'm, not, I'm sorry to cut you off, I'm not trying to box him into saying he can only do music. Yeah. But the fact is he's in the public eye and a lot of the things that he's doing is going against multiple cultures. And I think that's affecting his legacy as a musician. So you
0: think that's tarnished his,
1: yes. his legacy?
0: yeah. So you're not able to separate the, the art from the, the human?
1: It's hard to do. It's okay. hard to do. It's, hard, it's very hard to do. Oh, I get yeah. it, I get it. I
0: get it. I'd have to say myself... Um, Kanye,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and not necessarily the newer Kanye. Again, we're talking this music. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, I have the, I'm able to separate yes. the, his bullshit from yeah. his music. Yeah. Um, there's no way I can not say that late registration, mm-hmm. calling a dropout, For sure. 80 weights and heartbreaks didn't impact the whole music mm-hmm. industry. Like mm-hmm. when Eight Wicks and Heartbreaks came out, he had to start using the auto tune. Like that whole sound, yes, breeded so many different artists. Yep. They wouldn't exist today if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Gold Digger, um, Through the Wire, there's just so many classics. It, there's no way that that I can discredit what he's done musically. Mm-hmm. But um, but in terms of Drake, I respect what everything he's done, especially mm-hmm. for Canadian music and Canadian hip hop but I've never really been the biggest fan of of his type of music. Okay. I feel like he just tries to stay in too many different lanes. Mm. When one second he's rapping, the next second he's singing, the next second he's doing um, reggaeton, the next mm-hmm. second he's doing dance music. It's just like, which is good to be versatile as an artist, but we're talking about just in terms of hip-hop music, I would definitely lean way more towards Kanye and what he's done in his vibe of music than, than Drake.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's tough, too, because we always kinda put Drake, I think, sometimes in this box of hip hop where I think he has more of a global tone. Like people really didn't like the new album that he released. Yeah. But those are those comments I think sometimes were coming from more hip hop oriented guys. Of course. Where I think Drake's thing was like, I could touch more people globally if I put an album out like this. This is some good elevator music. This is stuff that can be played all over the world that people will appreciate. So it's a wider market rather than those hardcore like hip-hop heads yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah.
0: and i was definitely looking at more so just from a hip-hop perspective yeah. he's an amazing artist yeah. that's the whole thing it's hard to put him in a box like you said because yeah. Yeah. just guy he does everything and i respect yeah. that for sure but that was yeah. just hip-hop artist yeah. versus hip-hop artist me personally kanye but i just see you're going from yeah.
1: here's a question that i've been uh, saving up for a couple of weeks i'm really interested interested to know oh <laughs> so what's a hobby that you used to do as a child that you aren't doing currently today? Oh man, there's a few,
0: <laughs> there's a few. Um, I used to take violin lessons as oh, a nice. kid. Oh, nice, okay. Um, and my mom was kinda on me to, to, to do it. I, I think, to be honest, I've never actually asked her this, but I think the reason why she wanted me to do this because she'd never seen a black violin player before. Mm. So she wanted to kinda, I guess, me be the first black protege yes, yes. violin player. So she kinda pushed me towards it, but I had zero interest in it at mm. all. But, but I think back, now as an older man i was just like mm. i wish i kind of did stay in that because yeah. it could have been a whole different lane yep um that i could have embraced then mm. and then um so that's definitely one um another one that i don't do now that i probably should still be doing is music mm. to be honest and, and, and um i just find it hard to stay inspired by what's going on in the music industry now to want to do it myself okay that's why i've definitely okay. kind of almost abandoned that yep. Um, I don't want to. I might still get back into it
1: yeah.
0: at some point, but I just the, 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 the drive isn't there anymore. But um, that's something I wish I was still pursuing. And, and it, I might do it. You never know. But, nice. Um, nice. Yeah. That, uh, that's what I say. Well, you yeah.
1: Myself, I was a big time, and because of my size, you might not think, but I was shorter back then. But I used to be a big time uh, BMXer. BMX? BMX? Yeah, man. Really? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love the bikes. Anyone who knows me from back in the day knows that, yeah, you never saw me without my bike.
0: Is like doing the tricks oh, and yeah, all man. that? Yeah, oh, yeah, Get out of here. Go down real? to Beasley
1: Park, mix it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I love, like, That's dope. when
1: X Games came out, I thought it was the best thing. Now, this yeah. is pre basketball, because, like, I did get to a certain height and started to get injured. I'm like, I can't be doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're too tall to be doing <laughs> this. Exactly. And I was never going to go pro, but it was yeah. just fun to me. I think uh, just having that ability to transport myself, because it was a form of transportation, from this area to that area quickly as I wanted to because of the bike it just gave me a lot more freedom at that time. I was just all over the place with my bike. Wow. Yeah.
0: That totally caught my guard. I did you to say that. And, and then another
1: one uh, that I touched on a couple of weeks ago was um, art. Art was yes, a huge part of it. my life. I used to draw a lot and then kind of kind of lost a little bit as I was growing up because I never was introduced or knew any full-time artists. So I just didn't think mm-hmm. that that, that could sustain a uh, livable uh, future for me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of lean more towards sports yeah. and uh, education after that. Wow. What does not
0: mean? you like drawing yeah. or painting anything? I don't know. It, it's,
1: it's left such a bad taste in my mouth that my son all the time was like, hey, because he's really artistic and he draws very well. And he's always like, "Oh, can you draw something with me?" And I'm just kind of like, "Yeah, maybe," but <laughs> I, it's it's something that is very relaxing to me, and it's something I really need to concentrate on in 2023. Yeah, to absolutely. Get back, I, get back to it.
0: Definitely would tell you I get yeah. back in that back. Do yeah. like, you have any any of your old pieces you ever done still? A lot of it I
1: gave away. I do have some, uh, okay. but yeah, a lot of it I just end up giving away and just like got rid of my whole sketchbook. I just oh, I didn't man. even want to look at it anymore. Yeah, yeah. damn.
0: Yeah. I would love to see some of that shit. That's yeah. that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. To you.
1: All right, Um, now we get getting some food stuff. Okay. Some yard food. Okay.
0: Ackee saltfish or fried fried plantain?
1: I'll, I'll go with ackee saltfish. Really? Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. My mom makes a really nice one, and it's coming up because she always makes it like Christmas morning. I'll go over, uh, pick it up, and then bring it back home to eat. Nice. And just, it was always a food that we knew was a special time of year when we received that ackee and saltfish, so... Mm. It was something to look forward to, so I, I would I would lean more towards acting selfish. Planting okay. I can get it any time. This is true. <laughs> but yeah, a good act selfish is hard. Go grab it, fry yeah, yourself, no yeah, problem. Yeah, Active selfish done yeah. right though. Yeah, like, exactly. You know? yeah, I'd have,
0: have to say the same thing. i love you some nice. acting selfish. The only thing I don't like is the, the bone sometimes. If it's not the bone properly mm-hmm. and to get them that stuff in the back of your throat, yeah, that yeah. scratch. Yeah. Mm-mm. But I mean, in terms of the, just the, the flavor of it, the texture of it, yeah, um, the nutrition in, in it too. Also, yeah, um, definitely, I can sell visual. Okay,
1: that's funny that you had that one because my last question to you was same on food, uh, the food level there. Uh, would you take a beef patty by itself, or are you gonna put it in a piece of cocoa bread? Cocoa bread, <laughs> cocoa
0: bread, <laughs> all day, all day. I like it without the cocoa bread for yeah. sure. But um, that's, it's a whole lot of carbs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not being in the, in the fitness industry, I think yeah. it's nuts. But back in the day, oh, my God. Yeah. The cocoa bread is just yeah. like an extra layer of just like extra just yumminess, man. Yeah. Cocoa bread with a patty all day, all day. Nice. Were nice. you anti-cocoa bread? No, no, I stayed cocoa bread. Yeah.
1: <laughs> At lunchtime, uh, relatives of mine owned uh, Caravana Grocery. Okay. So I'm I, okay. yeah, exactly. I so I, I went to Tweezmere. So I used to walk up and around the corner and get two patties and two cocoa breads for lunch every day. For Really? Yeah, and again, that was before fitness and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. I can look back, yeah, I was like a little bit heavier set in like grades six and seven until mm-hmm. I went down to like one cocoa bread or one patty. <laughs> That's a killer bread. And I washed it down with the ting. I <laughs> uh, need a ting. You yeah. need a
0: ting with that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. I haven't had a cocoa bread in so long. You can't even find a good cocoa bread. I was going to say, what do you even find it? Yeah, you can't find it anywhere here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nuts. And the fitness, back in the fitness thing, Mm -hmm. Um, when you're lifting with your reps, would you rather go slower for more time retention or would you go a little faster to get more of like more pump work?
1: I would do a combination of both depending on where I am in my fitness journey. Uh, So, being from an athletic background, I'm going to go for more. More high-tempo lifts rather than slowing it down and going for a pump. During the winter months, like we were talking about earlier, for bulking, I would then go a lot slower, really concentrate on getting a good contraction, just yeah. to bulk up as much as I could in the winter time. So depending on the time of year and what my goals are, that's where I would base it. Pref- preference? I would rather go a little bit faster pace to so go for the pump yeah so no doubt no doubt yeah.
0: i'm definitely more in the time and attention bag mm-hmm. right now like you said said before um, i definitely was more chasing the pump mm-hmm. so just be just doing as quickly as i can to get mm-hmm. as much blood into the yep. muscle yep. and feel that feel engorged and whatnot mm-hmm. but definitely i'm definitely leaning more towards um time and attention because i'm just mainly thinking about longevity and my joints and stuff yeah you know, so instead of getting something heavier and going fast with trying to try and get weight, I'm tr- I've really been scaling back the weight mm-hmm. and focusing on keeping tension on the muscle throughout the whole range of motion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I, I feel more of a pump, to be honest, doing it like that than just trying to get as much blood mm-hmm. in there as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also good to kind of play with both, like you're saying. Yeah. So I'll do a couple sets of really, really slow, and then one last set of just really fast to get extra blood in there on top of it. Mm-hmm. But um, but overall, time retention,
1: for sure. Nice, for nice. Sure, for sure. Anything else? No, I think that's good.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. But that was the supersets. So we we'll hope y'all enjoyed that. This is the end of episode six. Damn, we got six already. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Moving fast, moving fast. <laughs> moving fast, moving fast. And so we'll make sure y'all stay tuned. More episodes coming as usual. You can follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Also, you can email us. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Comment, all that on YouTube. Anything else?
1: No, we are reading the comments, and they're excellent questions that we're going to be touching on in the next couple weeks. So keep them coming in and uh, stay connected. Thank you for rocking with us. Absolutely, more reps. <laughs>